0: You are listening to a Big MX Radio podcast, brought to you by Fly Racing, presented by W Wheels, X-Brand Goggles, Tech One Designs, Shades of Grey Custom Helmet Painting, Trans Canada Sports, Rhino Power, Sports Supplements, Westside Honda, Roy Borton Suspension Systems, Watts Perfections, and Golden Tire. Motocross and Supercross news from around the globe. We're not experts, but we've got a microphone. Check us out on the web at www.bigmxradio.com. And now, here's your host, Brad Gebhardt. With us on the line, the leading actor in one of the most unbelievable Moracross videos of all time moto six the movie he's got a starring role he's nominated for an oscar i'm pretty sure brett q mr q how's it
1: going brother it's going awesome man how are you doing
0: hey not too bad a little chilly up here at Canada, but uh all the more reason to plan a trip down stateside i believe you're uh down visiting some family over the holidays
1: yeah i yeah, am in oklahoma this week and uh yeah get to come back and see some family i thought 30 40 degrees was cold until he told me that uh you're hanging out in 30 or 40 below, so I'm not feeling too bad about going riding tomorrow now, so it's gonna be nope,
0: good. Absolutely. Uh, we do stud up the tires now and then and uh, do some ice riding, but for the most part, yeah, it's uh, shut down for the wintertime up here. A lot of Manitobans or uh, uh, up, up here in Canada. We, we head down south to do some riding and uh, head up Cali, maybe even a Supercross or two, so uh, uh, I'm not sure if that's in my plans just yet, but uh, th- for the locals, that's definitely the way to go. Um, you've recently come off of a, a very successful off season of motocross. Obviously you don't have, you have a very fragmented season. You basically ride whenever you want to ride with whoever you want to ride with. And of course, being as, uh, the, the, the superstar that you are, Brett, you get to ride with just about anyone from, uh, you've got Hanny, you've got Josh Hill, you've got Twitch, you name it. All these guys uh, really want to ride with you, especially Ronnie Mack. Uh, like, like, how do you allow yourself to uh, uh, basically appeal to such a wide spectrum from Twitch all the way up to uh, the, the King Goon himself?
1: Man, I don't know. I just kind of try to fit in with everybody, you know, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm I'm a chameleon. You're not very embraceive. I'm a chameleon, I guess you'd say. i just I just fit yeah. in a little bit everywhere. So I uh I kind of try to ride with whoever is in there off season if uh Roxon's out there and he's wanting to ride and he's not doing anything or um if Twitch or whoever, you know, if they if they want to go riding, I'm down. So last week uh we were out in California and we got about the most epic group of guys I could ever have imagined riding. Um we had Roxon, we had Twitch, uh Bulaninovich, Carrie Hart. Ronnie Feist, Taka, um, there was Brock Tickle. There were so many guys out there riding in the hills. Um, it was just epic, you know, and for some reason I was in the middle of it, and I'm still not sure why, but it was rad, though, so I'm not complaining. It was pretty, pretty awesome time, but I try to uh, try to keep it, uh, keep it that way and just keep it fun. I mean, if I'm not having fun, if, if I'm not um, just enjoying myself, I don't want to be there, so it's, it's a good time.
0: Absolutely, it sounds like the Who's Who plus Brett Q. So uh, it's, it's quite the uh, the motley crew that's out there, uh, just throwing it down in the in the hills. I know that uh, Billy Leninovich. Uh, one of the most underrated free riders uh, out there. like uh, Of the people who really know the sport, you know that Billy just absolutely loves to throw it down. He has been doing so since uh, hey, the late 90s, uh, early 2000s when he turned pro there uh, with KTM. But uh, the guy used to just absolutely huck it on uh, both 125s and 250s out there. And uh, now he's got a, a Kawasaki. And uh, he loves to get that thing upside down, sideways, and backwards.
1: Dude, I think he still goes just bigger than anybody. I mean, him and and Twitch um, were jumping this one jump that it was the only one I didn't do on the weekend or on the the trip that we were there. Was that uphill thing? Yeah, it was a huge uphill. And it was like, it was a straight up and down wall, you know. And it wasn't so much the jump or the face, but it was just that you had to totally 180 and and land. And the the landing that you landed on was like, if you went to the left a little bit, it's a straight drop off. And if you went to the right, you were going to land in a bunch of trees. He had like one yeah. little strip to land down and it was soft as can be. And yeah. t- Twitch just hit it wide open and just launched the thing first try and we were just like, Oh my gosh, no way. And then yeah. Billy was looking at it, looking at it, and he did it and uh those two started getting just ridiculous on it. And then Kenny, uh, Roxon was about to go try it and he did it once or twice and uh then the He the pitched the time, bike though, didn't he? Yeah, the, the next time he landed and then just let it go. He looped it, almost hit Twitch's video guy and, and uh Chris Tedesco was out there taking photos, almost just launched the bike right into him. And then, uh, wow. Jared McNeil tried it and wadded his brains out. Uh, this other guy, um, Eric Swan tried it and crashed. Um, so after that, me and Brock Tickle were sitting there and we were just like, we wanted to do it so bad. And I still kick myself for not doing it. But through the whole thing, I was like, man, I've been riding out here for three days. I haven't crashed. Like I'm feeling pretty good about my time. Um, and Brock's like, yeah, I got to ride it. one of me weeks and uh yeah so we both opted out of that jump but i still kicked myself for not doing it because all i had coming up was the springfield arena cross so i don't think that was going to be too big of a deal if i crashed and hurt myself but um yeah i kind of bummed at myself for not doing it but it is what it is and i'll remember that for next time i'm not gonna i'm not gonna let another jump like that go so those guys are having fun i want to go do it too so
0: for sure no like, i'm i'm actually surprised to hear that you weren't uh you didn't partake in that particular jump looked like something that uh, like you said that you basically had to thread the needle uh with a throttle pin which is not an easy task and of course Brock Tickle doesn't want to pull a Travis Pastrana back in the day when uh, Travis tried that big uphill triple up over top of the hill and blew out his knee about 2 weeks before uh, A1 back in I believe that was 03 uh or 02 yep. um yeah you don't you don't want to get yourself in a situation like that obviously yourself you just want to like preserve to live another day like uh, uh i know myself with uh with uh freestyle skiing more than uh with with motocross but uh there's just certain jumps or certain uh tricks that you you might want to try today but uh um you opt out of them but uh it does tend to buggy i know myself uh i I still remember how i felt leaving my my last competition ever not having landed a 1080 and it just eat me up inside and uh i'm gonna have to land it eventually at one point
1: yeah it's frustrating huh there's uh i mean the last time i did that and i had that feeling and i went ahead and did it i ended up with a broken pelvis and a broken back so yeah and i you just never know how it's going to turn out the other way around you know so yep. it's it's kinda of hard to say, like what if I would have broke both my arms on it, I would have been bummed, I would have been like, Man, that was stupid. I knew I shouldn't have done that. But then no you've you you like, Man, I'm so mad. Dang, I should have done that stupid jump. It was just a little jump, I should've done it. But you didn't. So it's either way, catch try to, I guess. So For sure, time.
0: absolutely. Uh, like you said, ride to live or live to ride another day. And, uh, it looks like, uh, you, you, you're, you've like, you've really stepped up your game in the last two years, my friend, like from those videos that you originally, uh, started posting to get into the X games to, to where you've, you've honed your craft. And now, uh, your, your awareness on the bike and the control on the bike is, uh, next level. And I think, uh, uh, you may not think that, uh, you belong with those guys, but, uh, uh, the, the, the the proof is in the pudding and the tape doesn't lie. Uh you got some of the best skills out there uh when it comes to two wheels. Uh not to mention those ridiculous stoppies and uh I got to ask, what's the progression to grabbing a handful of uh, a front brake on the landing of a jump that most people uh in their right mind wouldn't try to begin with and you decide to uh grab a handful and ro- and roll out the front brake.
1: Well, first of all, I don't know if uh, I don't know if it's my skills or my video guy's skills cuz Dayton Daft and Bryson Steele, the guys that work for Motorsport, they do some awesome for video sure. work and they deserve really, some credit. They're awesome at it. So they make me look good. Half the time I screw up and just land on my head and they, they fix it and make it look good good. So it's all it's um, all on the cutting room floor. It's it's all on the cutting room floor. So those guys are awesome. And uh but yeah, I uh, I've always liked doing those wheelies. and like I said on the video on Motor 6, I used to always watch Travis them, and I thought that was the coolest thing ever, you know and uh i I wanted to do them, so I've been practicing those things since I was on eighties and and uh I've always just wanted to see how far I could know really how big of a hill I could go down or how I could land off a jump and do it or whatever you know and uh it's just something that I've always kind of done and and uh I don't know just i've never really i guess I've never really shown it off that i've that I've been able to do it, but the the motor stuff front brakes that I've got those things are awesome, and uh they can stop on a dime so I, I started doing that at it watch you. Well, I ran out there quite a bit. Um like during the summertime and there's this little there's a road jump which I hit all the time, which that's like my favorite jump out there and you turn yeah. this left one eighty and uh you hit this tabletop, the one that I was doing it on the video in and, and uh I was there was nobody behind me in practice and I was just trying to start seeing if I could land I really in a nose wheel and go all the way down. And uh I got it pretty consistent, like I could do it almost every time and and uh so whenever they came out, I, I was like, hey, watch this. And they were like, whoa, what the <laughs> heck? That was sick. And I was like, yeah, I mean, it's all right. But I was like, is that something you want to spell? Like, is that something maybe oh, you'd yeah. want
0: to share with the world?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they were like, Well yeah, can you do it again? I was like, sure, let's do it. So they were hyped on it. So, I mean, it was cool to see that everybody was pumped. But um, the movie turned out awesome, and those guys did a really great job with it. So it was fun.
0: Absolutely. Let's uh, roll back the uh, the tape a little bit and talk a little bit more about that moto stuff. Uh, front break of Years. That's a uh, a local, uh, like a, kind of an Oregon uh, based company, correct?
1: Yeah, it is. Um, Scott Hart. He uh, actually, I jumped into his wedding a couple months ago. That's right. Um, he uh, he got married in his backyard, and I set up a ramp on the backside of his uh, on the backside of his fence and launched into his yard and um, rode around the house, picked up his ring bear and rode him around to give him the rings on a bar pad and then I uh, checked out on the bike. So I was pretty sweet. I got to wear a tux and some boots and, uh, my helmet and I was looking good. So, but yeah, Scott's awesome. He's, uh, he hit me up probably a couple of years ago whenever we were doing the road to X game stuff and really didn't have much going for us. And, um, uh, he wanted to help me out and, and get me using his brakes. He makes the picks for a uh, Geico and factory Honda.
0: That's right. Um,
1: and actually a few more teams that are out there. He's, uh, it's not He's just doing it
0: uh, that. Uh, that new ha- or the Yamaha team. Yep. That's, uh, they've got some the, the barn barn pros. Yeah, barn yep. pros uh, Yamaha. And yep. yeah, I talked to him. He's got some really cool stuff. And uh, he actually started out just doing Honda stuff. Yeah, uh, and now has branched off a little more. He's got those wave rotors. That uh, it's not a. Um, it's a. It's a solid rotor. It's not a. It's not a, a floating rotor. So you have a little bit more stopping power. So
1: yeah, exactly. I was having a lot of trouble with those. Um, the ones that I had before were the floating ones and they were like coming apart and getting a lot of play in them. And, um, yeah. I had seen the ones on trades bikes and, and I always wanted one of them, but I thought they were factory you know, I didn't figure there was any way I could get one. And whenever I found out he was the one that made them and he had already talked to me, I was so amped, you know, he, uh, yeah. he, like I said, or like he said, he was making uh, only Honda stuff before and now he's making stuff for every bike. So it's pretty cool to see him growing and, and, uh, everything going good for him. And he's also just a really good dude. He loves moto and, He's a he's an awesome guy. He, he he invites me over for dinner all the time, and he's just such a good dude to talk to. He's awesome. So can't say enough good things about him.
0: Absolutely, and you're you're always in for a free meal, correct?
1: Oh yeah, no doubt, man. Shoot, I don't cook at my house. I I eat like chicken pot pie and and whatever linguine from Marie Callender's or whatever. So I, okay, uh, okay. That's, I mean that's all I cook at home. If I'm I lucky, thought you were a good PB guy. No, I mean I am, but it's like that's that's a lot of work still making PB and J. And i like, you gotta uh, stick some of the microwave, get it out and eat it whenever you're sitting by the fireplace watching Supercross. So um, that's fair enough. are that, you? We're, we're so, looking
0: forward to Supercross or what? Oh, uh, is that coming up? Supercross? It's it's soon, I think. Like I, I if I'm not mistaken, it's about five days away. Oh, uh, today's Monday, and you know it is coming up.
1: So I'm not gonna have to. You're watch pretty Supercross, ready. I think you're action.
0: you're racing a one, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just didn't know it was coming up so quick.
0: Oh, yeah. No, totally. You should probably start training.
1: Shoot. I've been eating ice cream all day. I've been eating all kinds of stuff. So, but I am yeah, going to ride. chocolate house, al-
0: right of- chocolate almond uh, is yeah. uh, going down in, in spoonfuls.
1: Dude, how do you Here know? The you knew I mean, it. You know what psychic, I Psychic,
0: bro. I, I, I talked to your <laughs> trainer.
1: Oh, yeah. Nice. Shoot. I've never trained a day in my life. If I had to train, I don't know what my body would do. It's probably uh, we're going to shock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man. Not good. So but yeah, Supercross coming up on oh, Ant. It's gonna be good. I'm not gonna have to watch reruns anymore. So No
0: joke, <laughs> absolutely. You can finally put away your bar to bar O one <laughs> and uh and, and watch some real supercrosses. Uh although uh before uh actually I wanted to mention how many times have you watched Revelation one ninety nine on VHS?
1: Oh dude, way too many. That's okay. Travel That's the
0: first video I ever had ever.
1: In that movie. Um that and Chapter 1. Did you ever watch Chapter 1?
0: Yeah, Chapter 1. Yeah, chapter that was my first DVD I ever had.
1: Chapter 1, um, a lot of that movie where Travis and Kenny are riding together. That was at uh, at our property where I learned how to ride, pretty much grew up riding.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Um, it was just my family's deal, Um they filmed a lot out there. And when Travis jumps, he jumps his big step up and lands in a nose, really. That's where I yep. first started watching that. That's exactly where I came from. Funny that you brought that up. But, that's funny. Yeah, he used to do that and then he used to land in a wheelie going up up this hill and I thought that was just the coolest thing, you know. And, yeah, he uh, used to
0: be able to just control those for days. He would go down however long a hill and just yeah. walk that front end all the way down. I just I remember seeing that and like that's just nothing but control and MC used to be known for those too.
1: Yep, for sure. Back in the but, terra firma days. Yep, definitely. But Travis's skills always made me sick. So I wanted to try to be like Travis. I mean, even on and off the bike, like I want I just wanted to be like Travis Pastrana, you know. Just wanted to be like For the happy, sure. happy dork that never cared about anything, just went and rode his dirt bike. So that's who I looked up to. But.
0: Is that why you chose to use his little toy dirt bike during uh, your segment in the movie, just a little bit of paid homage to oh. the originator to uh, take out the 2000, or actually, yeah, it's the 2000 RM125 and, uh, and and play around with that guy a little bit?
1: Oh, yeah, I did indeed. It was uh, exactly what I did. And also we used that very same dirt bike in the motorsport commercial last year whenever uh it was my nephew playing with the bike um yeah. in my commercial. So that's that's pretty funny to notice that. So
0: yeah, I, I had all those growing up. We are, we're about the same age, so uh, we had a lot of similar toys, and like, I was all about the facts and stats and, and getting to know this stuff. Um, like you, you'd mentioned that you you are, in fact, getting ready for Supercross, uh, but uh, you're, you're going to miss A1. You're going to end up at an arena cross because they're paying you to jump. They're not paying you to race, which in if you went to Anaheim, you'd have to race really fast to get, to get some money. So you're going to do some arena cross, but i got to ask, what would it take to get the 365 uh, out on uh, a supercross track in 2015?
1: Oh man, I, I would have to get a license first. I don't have a supercross license. Um, I, You're I'm kind supercross, of, baby. I'm, but I'm kind of fat for a to get. Yeah. That's not the, the, uh, yeah, the true. cross seven
0: deuces problem.
1: Yeah, no doubt. The cross and racing team, um, is helping me out a bunch this year. Um, they have offered to let me ride some Supercross and take me on the truck and everything if I wanted to go ride it. But, um, I just, I, uh, I don't really have my confidence up to do that on the especially on the you have getting get my license and stuff. And by the time I did it, it would be I mean late in the season anyway. So, I mean, I'm not saying that's not a possibility eventually, but it's probably not going to happen, especially this year. But I think outdoors I might try to ride a couple of them. Um, yeah. I tried, uh, last year I tried a couple, but I had a, my stock bike that, uh, that I just busted out and didn't really do much getting ready for it. And I think if I did that, I could possibly make a show and that's kind of the dream of mine forever just to make a forty man gate, you know? Uh, absolutely. Uh, like just to be I, out
0: there with the boys spinning laps.
1: Oh yeah, no doubt. I mean, I would, I would definitely not care if I got lapped four times as long as I'm out there on a big jump, like a unidilla or something, just going with every lap. I mean, I know yeah, people can that's that's all that that I could ever ask for. I mean, it, just to make people ants, That's all I care about. So, you never know. But hopefully, this year that's uh, my time to make an outdoor. Even though like I've never been much of an outdoor racer. Like, I've never been that good at it. I've always been better at jumping and supercross type stuff. Um, I just don't think I just don't think a supercross would happen for me. I don't know. Maybe i saw just up against myself. But that's just uh, something to work on. I guess just always put myself down lower than I should. Maybe.
0: I was going to say for a guy who's got uh, in my opinion all the skill in the world sounding a little bit down on himself uh with with in in my opinion some 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 top-notch skills I think you need to uh take a long hard look in the mirror and say I can do this and uh eventually I'd like to see you on a Supercross track, and if and if and if that was to happen I'd be the first guy ready to wrench for you how about that
1: That's awesome man I appreciate that that'd be radical
0: Sick So uh that being said if rent queue was to race a supercross at all in in the future and you happen to find yourself in the top 10 in points uh which this is a hypothetical situation but we'd love to see it happen what song are we coming out to during opening
1: ceremonies oh man that's tough you know i mean i've always said that i love taylor swift and i do and i just don't know if taylor swift would work too well for an opening ceremony song um it would have to be country though no matter what maybe Maybe some sort of Craig Morgan or something. Like I'm a big oh, fan of that guy. That guy's rad. Yeah. He, uh, we actually sang some karaoke a little while back at Kevin Wyndham's party in the pasture. So that was pretty cool. I never oh, thought right. I'd be singing karaoke with Craig Morgan in Kevin Windham's house. Right. I, don't, I don't know how that happened, but uh, yeah, he's he's an awesome dude. I would probably pick one of his songs to come out to you. Not sure which one, but I uh, I always think about whenever K Dub actually came out. the uh, the song "Still a Little Chicken Left on That Bone" by Craig Morgan. Um I believe that's by Craig Morgan anyway. I I, anyway. I
0: believe you're right. You might have to uh bring it back for K dub.
1: Yeah, And I'm almost uh, go with it.
0: a little bit of still a little bit of chicken.
1: Yep, yep, maybe so. So I don't know. We'll uh, we'll have to think about that one more and more. I mean as I creep in and top ten in the points we'll uh, we'll think about it.
0: Perfect, perfect. Uh, so I wanted to run an idea by you uh, in terms of uh, how to shake up supercross a little bit and I know with like the monster cup we have the the 310 lappers and, and the uh, and the Joker lane which like the 310 lappers I think 10 it takes a little bit of the hardcore feel out of the, out of the races as well as really doesn't help uh, guys who typically don't get bad good starts I, I feel like if Mike LaRocco was having to do 310 lappers he wouldn't be in the top 10 Um but uh, I was thinking, instead of a Joker lane, and I want to get your thoughts on this, how about a Joker bike?
1: A Joker bike, that would be...
0: A Joker bike, alright. So all the racers line, uh, sign up, or they, they get to the riders meeting, and they all put their names in a hat. And the name that gets pulled out, he has to ride the Joker bike, which is a two-stroke, 300cc, and all of the manufacturers have to have one 300cc totally works no production rule two stroke available for them to ride
1: so it would be set up for them or no
0: it would be set up for them they'd have to okay. do some testing in the off season to kind of get a little bit of a baseline uh like so this is like kind of like a disadvantage for them though this is like say like someone like say you only do it to the top 10 guys in points or something
1: yeah no i think that'd be cool i mean I like where your heads at on it. Um, I like the two-stroke, part especially. That's pretty awesome. I think it'd be exactly. cool if it was a 125. Like, how? Yeah. That'd be way more awesome. Or, yeah, you know what I mean. Like a 300, that'd be cool and everything. But a 125 would be even better because that'd be a huge disadvantage. You know? Uh, yeah, I like it. I'm I'm down with the idea. I think you should definitely throw that to the AMA. See what they see what they'd say awesome. about it.
0: I'll see what Feld has to, th- has to say about it. Uh, so you yourself will not be uh, lined up for the uh, A1. But uh, I've heard some rumors. This is all underground stuff. I've heard through the grapevine that uh, the, the King of Goons himself, Ronald Mack, might be signing up uh, for the 250 class. He's trying to get his, his Supercross license. I don't know if he has all of his uh, therapeutic exemption forms uh in at all for any of the the drugs he may or may not be taking but if all paperwork gets signed and ronnie mack lines up at a1 what can we expect from
1: him dude ronnie's gonna win of course if ronnie goes day okay. one ronnie's winning he doesn't go anywhere that he doesn't win i mean you saw the last video he beat travis he beat trevor Barani, he beat a uh, little indian boy a little colt uh he beat everybody at at the two-stroke shootout i mean he, ronnie's joker bike would have to be like a it it would have to be something because 'cause
0: it'd be a if,
1: sixty. Yeah, it'd have to be a sixty because he he already rips and freaking whoops everybody on his bike. So and that's a ninety eight. I mean, if he can whoop everybody on the ninety eight, that thing's probably it, it had a broken reed whenever we were at a at um Rainier's for that race and I think he had been running with a broken reed for a while. Luckily Guy Cooper had some um from a nineteen ninety eight for some reason in his shop, a brand new set, and gave it to Ronnie and Ronnie's bike was going faster than ever. I mean, that thing sounded mean. So oh, with, that, with,
0: like, let's be honest, that bike does sound mean. I think that might be like the, the most badass 98 CR 250 around. Like, uh, thing sounds pretty, like it barks pretty good.
1: Yeah, no doubt. It's only had one top end that I know of and it was done by Don Emler himself. There you go. It it <laughs> he, he had some important polishing. Got had some. Yeah, had some motor mods. That thing mod
0: sounds crisp. Has he, has he ever let you ride that thing?
1: Oh yeah, whenever I and mean, yeah. the only thing I had there, like he he said, hey, get on that thing, and I didn't have a helmet or nothing else. You know, I was, I was just regular like regular street clothes, and I put of on Ron, I put on Ron's helmet, and like whenever yeah. you put on Ron's helmet, you become a different person. Like I put on yeah, totally. yeah. and I Did you had do the the
0: bandana thing and the whole bit
1: or no? No, no, just the helmet. And yeah. I just I got on there and Trey had just built a new outdoor track and I was like, Man, this is a nice track, you know, and I was rolling through these rollers and I hadn't even seen the track yet and there was like a eighty foot jump at the end of like an eighty foot double and I was in tennis shoes, but with am not, I felt like a whole new man, you know. So I just launched that thing, like I didn't even care. I launched it out the flat. i about thirty feet out there on the flat ground blew my shoes off, didn't even care though. It was you're just like you're superhuman whenever you're in Ronnie's helmet. So I can imagine how he feels. Imagine with all the alcohol he drinks too. That's a pretty
0: solid helmet that he had. And uh like any clue as who might have done that paint job for him because that doesn't look stock.
1: Oh no, it's not stock. Josh from Shades of Grey painted that helmet up. No way. Shades of Grey helmet painting. Yep. There's a lot of effect.
0: custom stuff, doesn't
1: he? Yes, he does, and he's really, really good at it. He paints all my stuff. I mean, he, he does. He kills it. Yeah, he does all my stuff. And uh, late lately, he's been uh, he's been a little bit uh, behind on things and he's been working a lot for Christmas, so I've been having to run a stock paint job. But hopefully, I'll have another one here this weekend, so we'll be having a freshie. i very excited now. Too much. I That's talked to problem. Josh,
0: and and he had mentioned to me that you your you sir are awfully hard on visors is that correct
1: yeah that's exactly what i was about to say i mean that's the problem Uh, um seems like whenever i wear one of his helmets i break the visor within like three laps but if i wear a stock helmet where it's like an all solid black visor and and i can just get 40 more within a day like i don't break i've never broke a a regular visor but his helmets I, i tend to break them all the time i i don't know maybe i should stop wearing custom helmets i don't know I, I don't think it you should.
0: Head. That those those helmets are way too fresh and uh yeah, he he actually did he did you up a helmet for uh party in the pasture, did you not?
1: Um he did. He did indeed. Um I didn't wear it yet, but um he did. He did one up for me. It was too too good looking to wear, you know? I didn't wanna yeah, totally didn't plus wanna you were Santa up. Claus. Exactly. And I didn't wanna didn't want to mess it up for that. I did wear one of his other ones that he painted me a while back for uh for party in the pasture, though. It was uh my dumb and dumber helmet.
0: Your costume tape one.
1: No, it was the Dumb and Dumber one. Have you seen that oh, okay. one? Oh, uh, uh, yes, I've
0: seen that one as well. Yeah,
1: that one's probably probably one of my favorites. That The Caution Takes Home is pretty rad too. But the Dumb and Dumber one, uh, I think the movie came out that week before that or something. And
0: I think so. And, uh, Have you my, seen it yet?
1: It was my tribute. Oh heck yeah, I've seen it like four times. That's awesome. Cute. Dumb and Dumber too. all over it.
0: That was. Uh, I remember I saw the, the preview. I'm like that thing. It got, they they knocked it out of the park for sure.
1: Oh yeah. For sure. I don't know. It was. Uh, it's. It's got to be pretty hard to, to beat, this, the original. But yeah, it, that did a pretty solid job. I must say.
0: Yeah. Why would she? Th- why would she meet you at ten o'clock in the, eight o'clock in the morning?
1: <laughs> oh, eight o'clock at night.
0: I thought oh. she was a raging alcoholic.
1: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Oh man. All right, guys. All right, guys.
0: It's time for a it's commercial. For a commercial. Yeah. Let's start off Let's with start Tech, on one, Tech designs. one Designs. Tech One Design, Tech one Design is the one-stop one shop for everything, everything custom. custom when it comes to motocross or lifestyle, in, lifestyle general. in general. They've got apparel, apparel, apparel t-shirts, got t-shirts, both pit shirts and just casual shirts. Graphics, over twenty-four semi-custom designs. Obviously, you can do a full custom kit yourself. Two special editions and 19 different backgrounds to choose from. Tech One Designs has been doing this for a number of years, since 2010. Been doing some unbelievable graphics, you name it, phone wraps, helmet wraps, neck brace, decal wraps, anything custom they can make it happen. And uh, they've been doing so for quite some time. Um, Hit them up up at 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 techonedesigns.com or email jamie jamie at techonedesigns.com to get started started today.
1: If there's one item
0: to be picky about, it's choosing the right helmet. I'm Andrew Short, and I choose the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. You, too, can wear the exact same helmet I wear, Trey Kennard wears, Jimmy Albertson wears, and many others. The F2 Carbon is a helmet loaded with details that make a huge difference in comfort and safety. Lightweight materials, phenomenal airflow, and a super comfortable, sweat-absorbing liner, and generous eye port design to accommodate any goggle choice are just a few. And did I mention how super-trick these helmets look? Straight off the shelf and onto the racetrack. If you are looking for one amazing helmet, look no further than the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. For more information about Fly Helmets and other products from Fly Racing, visit them on the web at flyracing.com. Make your way down to Westside Honda Polaris and check out the brand new Honda Grom. Honda's revolutionary 125cc fuel-injected mini-moto ultimate weapon. A must-see for all motocross enthusiasts. From the Grom to the usual suspects like the CBR600RR, CRF450R, Westside Honda Polaris of Suffolk, Manitoba has you covered. Check that out on the web at westsidehonda.ca. Call toll free at one 482-7782. more than box, what Big Jeff likes is a fat bowl. Emigo's a brand. Fat bowl. Emigo's a brand. oh super power. Brands for speed. Ooh, that tastes, What a delicious treat. eat Oh, that's for power. Brands Cereal bees. Emigo's a brand. Cereal beans. Emigo's a brand. Cereal bees. Emigo's. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey, kids. Start out every morning with a fat bowl.
1: So what that means can move
0: 2014 X-Brand goggles is back and better than ever. From the Scatter-X, Volcano, and Phantom goggle, X-Brand has the product to make you stand out on race day. The quality of X-Brand products is second to none. Great lenses, incredible frame, and a strap that doesn't wear out. Great tear-offs, zip-off systems, nose guard, and more. Check out EKSBrand.com for all of the accessories and pricing. What's up guys? It's time to talk a little bit about Roy Borden Race. He's the performance specialist. Suspension, making a motor work, balancing a bike or just maintenance, he's got the tools and know-how to make sure that your bike is ready on race day or practice. Roy Borton has strength in years of experience and the best technology and best tools at his disposal, whether you're getting your forks redone, seals, or a full-blown rebuild on your forks or or shock. Call up Roy Borton today at 204-633-2722. So um, there's a couple of like they've they've been trying to uh, in, innovate with Supercross and and bring new things in. If they had like a new point system that involved both heat race wins and best whip points, like who like during the moto, if you had to do crazy whipper tails on the triples to get points for towards the championship, who do you think that that would benefit most?
1: Oh man, that's hard to say. I think. Uh... Obviously, Barsha throws down big, really big.
0: Yeah,
1: and so does Roxen. Um Even sometimes into guys. rocks in space. Yes, indeed, indeed. Um, a, a lot of the times, it's funny to me. Like those people don't really pay much attention because they're like those guys are going so fast. But those guys can all throw down just as big whips as me or as uh, Jared McNeil or any of the guys. They that, play around that, sometimes. They actually, too. yeah, but the, they can do just as big whips, just motoing as we do whenever we're just going out and trying to throw whips. And it's funny that we get all the credit for doing whips and, and they don't really get much, but those guys can throw down big and uh yeah. pretty pretty ridiculous actually. But I think Roxon would be be up there. Barsha would be up there. Trey can actually whip it really well. Um Josh Grant would be up there pretty high. He's he kills it. Um I mean pretty much all those guys you don't get to that level without having some sort of a of a style like that. The what kinda of kills me is um, Travis Pastrana can't whip it at all. And no. that, that like blows my mind completely. Um, he, he's actually down here with a while back. And uh, he told me yeah. if I, you know, I wanted to, I told him I wanted to learn how to flip eventually and uh, not over anything like a 75 foot or nothing. I just want to flip like a little jump. And uh, mm-hmm. he said, well, if you teach me how to whip it, I'll teach you how to flip. I was like, are you kidding me? And he's like, I can't whip it for nothing. And it just, yeah, I can't believe that. It's like the easiest thing in the world to do, and he can't do it. But he can yeah, do a triple. Yeah,
0: like um, I, if I try and think of all the, like, the pictures of, of Travis and stuff, as soon as he started flipping – the whip tricks and stuff like that kind of came out of it. And he was never much of like a whipped knack guy. Uh, So yeah, like getting, and getting completely upside down. um, That was kind of like, once those whips started coming in, he was almost full blown uh, uh, rally guy and stuff like that. So he kind of like missed that, time period of when you guys started getting radical that way so um yeah it's, it's kind of wild like you can see he can do he does cross-ups and all that fun stuff and gets gets sideways and he's got some he's got a sick style like a very um indistinguishable style like you if if, if he was riding a totally all black bike with all black gear all black helmet i'd still know it's travis but cool. yeah not huge whips out of that guy
1: yeah for sure, and uh he can't scrub either, which is funny, like I know you was saying that the Red Bull straight rhythm stuff, but yeah, he scrubbing five hundred yeah, serves. yeah, but that's just not his thing, it's just it's funny to me, but he also yeah. doesn't really do much over the bar tricks, like um, he never did bar hops or anything like that because I think his either his legs are too long or his yeah, uh, maybe it's something from he broke his back, I'm not sure, but everything most of the tricks that he did were either off the side of the bike or behind it, so
0: yeah, that's true. Not that's a whole funny. lot of, uh, like, he was always good for those double heel clickers where he'd actually have the the, the feet come all the way back to the bike and then click again, but uh, yep. not a whole lot of, uh, like, in front of the bike stuff or, like, not even a lot. I can't remember. I can't even think of him doing a Cordova.
1: No, he never. I've never seen him do one ever. So,
0: so yeah, it's, uh, that's actually interesting how, like, yeah, he's a bigger dude. And, yeah, most of the, the freestyle guys are little guys. Like, you must be probably one of the taller guys of the group.
1: Yeah. Uh, you talking about me or him?
0: You. You. Because
1: you're, like, about six foot tall, and he's, like, 6'1". No, I'm a little taller than that. Travis are pretty close. He might be a little bit taller. There you go. I haven't met you in person, so I'm not sure. Yeah, we're both taller than you. But um, the the thing is, like, he's way more of a freestyler than me, and I can't really do any tricks. So I don't really claim to be a freestyler. I don't claim to be a race or a freestyler. I don't know what I am. I'm just a lost puppy. I don't know what I am.
0: Just trying to find a home. Sometimes you find you, you you talk you hang out with the the uh, the guys from Deutschland. Sometimes you talk hang out with the Cali boys. Sometimes okay. you're drinking PBRs with uh, uh, Macdon Industries. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yep. I'm just I'm all over the place. You know, I'm just like uh, I don't know. You just never know where you're gonna find me. I guess I'm I'm trying to That's make good. my own way, more or less. Just trying to do my own thing. Start totally, own, and start uh, one life. of the,
0: like the. The chameleon thing is that you 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 find yourself on different motorcycles all the time as well.
1: I do. You never know what I'm going to ride. Shoot, I rode a yeah. KTM 85 the other day, and I was about 900 pounds too heavy for it. But I was jumping everything. So I wasn't. Scared. How fun was that? Um, it was scary, but I really had a lot of fun. It was this kid uh, Max Miller. I don't know if you know who he is or not, but he's yeah, I do. Yeah, he's a little ripper. He's uh from Oregon, and we sp- Motorsport sponsors him, and. He's, uh, re- become a really good friend of mine, him and his, his whole family. And we made a, a two-stroke video a while back, um, the end of the summer with, with him. And, uh, he got on my 250 two-stroke and I got on his 85 and he started jumping everything. There's some pretty big jumps too. There was like this triple step up that, that, uh, we were hitting and I, he hit it on my 250. So I had to hit it on his 85 right behind him. And, um, they unfortunately didn't get any video of that or some of the other jumps we were done, but we were jumping everything on the track and that's a pretty big stuff out there on, uh, on a date five especially. So especially when I weigh like 190 pounds, so that's fun. No
0: joke. That Might must have, been a, that, that, must, that bike must be stiff as all heck
1: though. Um, it was bottoming out pretty good, but it was actually yeah. fast. So I was surprised it was super fast.
0: So eighties have jam. I know when I was in high school, kids used to bug me about still being on eighties and stuff that like the to- little toddler bike and like in the right hands, those things absolutely fly. Obviously, with the you see with the uh, the Monster Energy Cup, you see the the super minis launching Supercross triples, and it honestly, doesn't like it doesn't look like you are having a hard time with it. Yeah. Like you see a couple kids case, but for the most part, like the kids up front, they hit it and yeah, no problem. So
1: well, what blows my mind even more than the, the fact that the bikes will do it is that the kids aren't scared. That's the craziest thing to me. Like whenever I was that age, I was scared to death to even hit a double. I was like, "Man, I ain't jumping that thing. There's a gap between there. I'll case that thing, crash on my head." So I was, I was a little sissy girl. So that's just blows my mind that those kids are so so talented now. Like little Forkner, Austin Forkner. I know he's on big bikes now, but that little turd. I've grown up watching him. I used to pick him up off the ground all the time whenever he's on fifties, and and, uh, his daddy's race around here all the time and. He was on, yeah. at the end of whenever he was riding 85s, he was way faster than me. I mean, that old kid's smoking fast and uh just scary. But,
0: yeah, they just hold it on. I know uh, I who it was that I saw uh, when I, I was down in California for in 2010. And there was a kid that was with the Suzuki amateur program and uh, he flew by me like I was standing still and uh, and Michael Essie was hot on his tail.
1: So <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Uh, there was, I think it was 2002, I was, or 2003, I don't remember, I was riding all this class, and I had never been out to California to ride, and um, Ryan Villapolo just got on cowies, I believe, from Yamaha. And, yeah, he was uh, riding 1,000
0: uh, Oaks Yamahas.
1: Yeah, and he was going, oh, I know, I know he, was, he was already going fast on his cowies, but uh, yeah. I remember we were at Glen Helen, and he was out there testing one day, and, and uh, I passed him. I passed him going up the hill, though. I was on 250, and he was on 85, so, but I felt pretty good, so I passed Ryan Villapolo, you know, so. I can always say mm-hmm. that's my that's my claim to fame. I passed Voltolo once at Glen Helen, so I just don't tell anybody what year it was.
0: Uh, I I passed Ashley Philic. Oh
1: heck yeah, that's what I'm talking she about.
0: She had fallen down in the corner, and yeah. I was going by. But
1: yeah, dude, I know. I there's a race, um, Branson Amateur National, that used to be an actually a pretty decent sized race, and I was racing the 450 Open Class and Intermediate that year, and. Um, Trey Kennard and Ryan Dungey were in my class. And um I don't think Trey was riding the open class for some reason, but Dungey started next to me. And um in the first moto, he just wadded going down his first stairway. And I was like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. And then I think I got second time that. moto, or, or whatever. And, and uh, he won the next one and I got second again and I won the overall. So I beat Ryan Dungey one time too. So I don't know where my factory contract is, but I'm waiting for it still.
0: No shit, oh. it, it's in the mail for sure. Like uh, I can't imagine that they would uh, leave you hanging on that one. Uh, <laughs> I believe Factory Hoosierberg should be on the line right after this.
1: Yeah, I think I just heard him vibrate. I think I heard. I think I just heard him call in. So I might Perfect. have to take that. Sorry.
0: Factory Can Am for 2015. <laughs> um, yeah, looking forward to it. Um, so I wanted to get your take on uh, on Mr. Michael Leeb. I'm not too sure if you are familiar. But uh, and this is might be something that uh, you might want to think of for uh, for motorsport dot uh, com is that Michael is going to ride nameless gear this year.
1: Yep, I actually talked to him a little while back uh, at a milestone. We've, we keep in touch once in a while, and he uh, he was telling me about that. He's riding with. He was going to, I think, do it, the same thing last year, and something ended up coming up Yeah, with, AXO ended up picking AXO. him up
0: late yeah. late in the season, or late uh, right before uh, Supercross. But I got to imagine, like, see how you always ride with different gear, and it's super cool, even though black boots is not cool, bro. Yeah, no, uh, I know. I
1: just got those, and I'm not too sold on yet. But
0: Yeah, the, the, the Instinct boot is great, and I'm not going to bash that boot for a second. I'm just saying black boots, no swag.
1: Yeah, dude, wait. Hold on. Well, you we gotta pause this conversation for a second because you know I'm all about gear, right? I of love course. new gear. Well, I can't really say much about it, but wait till you see the new Fox boots that are coming out. They're so like the LU yeah. boots for this year. Mm-hmm. Holy cow! They're the sickest boots. Like probably the I think it's the Atlanta round mm-hmm. blew my mind. Blew my mind. Wait till you see it. You're just gonna, you're not gonna know what to think.
0: I already sweet, because I'm going to be down in Atlanta for that one.
1: I already have like five pairs of the boots and gear pre-ordered. I don't even care if i got to pay for it. I'm buying it, up. It, buying it at motorsport.com.
0: Motorsport.com, and you're saving save yourself some money because you probably have a discount code. No,
1: I don't even care. I'm not even going to use my discount code. That's awesome. Nope. Yep. Believe that's it. legit. Anyways, that's um, Michael. He, uh, sorry? Yeah, I think that's a pretty cool idea that he's got going on. He said that uh, he's yeah. already got quite a few people that are on board, and and I'm pumped for him. He's a good dude, and he goes super fast. So I want to see him do well.
0: For sure. Like I was wondering if maybe like see how you always wear different kind of gear throughout the year. What would it like? Like what would you think of him running different gear every race? Flying the motorsport.com uh, colors.
1: That's a good point, actually. I didn't really think about that uh, that way. Kind but. of
0: the way you guys do it. Like, not keep him in one gear, but have him in different gear every time to show all the brands that you guys carry. And, like, like you yourself, you flip-flop all the time from, I see you wearing One Industries, Fox, uh, Shift, um, Fly. Uh, yep. Yeah, pretty much anything under the sun. Uh, so, yeah, that, I think that'd be a really cool way. But, uh I guess yeah. we're, we're kind of coming down to the last week here, but uh, definitely something to think about.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think it'd be super cool. Um, actually, the, the Cross and Racing Motorsport um, team that we have with Freddie Norin and Tommy Hahn, Colt Nichols, right. um, we were actually thinking about doing that very same thing. Um, just kind of going between gear companies through, through every race. Genius. Um Yeah, we've been, been talking about that for a couple months now, and uh, kind of the same thing I do. But a lot of the gear companies are not really amped on the idea I don't think just of course because not. yeah they don't want it because there's 17
0: like, rounds um, and there's no way to split that equally
1: yeah and <laughs> and plus they don't want it to look like uh, I guess that all oh, they, sure. they switch to this one next week because they like it better or whatever you know it just yeah that's true the, the average person that doesn't know wouldn't know you know what I mean so that's I true. Mean, if, if it's all stuff that isn't that the the company doesn't give to the team for it. If we all if we supply it all through motorsport, then it's all good. But that's a lot yeah. of money worth gear. That's a lot of money. But yeah, worth you guys are supplying
0: year. it at wholesale cost, not manufacturer's cost.
1: Exactly. So it's going to cost us yeah. quite a bit more money like to do it. Um much money. Um, I mean, for probably four, five, six sets a weekend for each rider, and then they can take it home practice in it. And with 17 rounds, that's, that's quite a bit, you know? Um, no
0: doubt. But, That's more than I have. I've had five sets of gear over the last five years, brother. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. So we're still really not too sure what's going on. Actually, I just kind of, I went through motorsport and bought them gear for the weekend. Um think they'll be wearing shift this weekend. But uh, towards later on in the year, you never know what you're going to see that team in. Um, honestly, I just, uh, I'm not too sure yet. It's kind of up in the air. They haven't signed anything and been kind of keeping it open. And there might be uh might be a little bit of a new a new company coming in eventually that you might see. So that'll be something to keep your eye out for.
0: Sweet. Um, so uh I gotta ask yourself, like you you've you've put in some laps with uh some time in the hills with uh Mr. Josh Hansen. Handy's gonna be racing the east Coast or the west coast for uh two fifty. How do you think the guy's gonna fare?
1: Man, honestly, like it, it's it's tough to say 'cause it's been a few years, but from From everything i've seen everything i've heard from everybody, like he's he's gonna win some races honestly that's how I think um i hope he does. It seems like he's um been doing really well and I know he's cleaned up his act a lot and and he's serious about it um I know he's got a, a baby on the way, and I don't know how much that has to do with it all but i'm I'm pumped for him I honestly um, didn't really know him too much before before a couple of years ago, and we've uh, since he writes for most for now we've kind of gotten a little bit closer and and ridden together a little bit and I really like the guy. Like he's different than I than I kind of expected him to be. He's really down to earth, just a a good dude. Yeah. Yeah. I I wish him the best. I hope he hope he wins some races. I want to see him up there.
0: For sure. The guy's got skills. Absolutely one hundred percent. Uh at times it's always like his his toughness or his character has come into question with when he has tough times, like being able to get through that and getting to that next step. But uh, hopefully he, he can make everything come together. Uh, yeah, the, the the number 100 racing, obviously, in the 250 class, not the 450s. Uh, and I just want to touch on the 450s a little bit. Uh, like We're going to do a little bit of pred- predictions and stuff like that, but uh, I thought this could, could more or less just be bench racing with Brett. And uh, But I wanted to have you guess uh, how many factory-supported riders uh, there are in the 450 class for 2015
1: um 22
0: 22 that's a little bit high uh the number in fact is 16 hmm. does that surprise you at all
1: um no i figured to be more um so i guess it does surprise me but is that counting josh hill no okay josh hill has factory yama support
0: does he? Okay. Yep. Well, uh, he's there's, got factory. Uh, that's that's an extra one.
1: And yep. so does They're,
0: Jimmy Albertson. Correct.
1: Um. Yes, I believe so. And so does Freddie Norin and um, our team has factory Honda support as well. Um, our team? No, our our team, the Coughlin team. Oh,
0: our team. Does.
1: Okay. Yep. Our team does. So, um, so Freddie has factory support. Um. Yeah, there's, I think there's a few people in there that you might not expect that, that probably do. Like, I was looking at a, a list of, of riders the other day and, and, uh, we were trying to pick out the people that weren't going to make the main event. There's like 30 guys that have gotten top five, top seven, top ten, whatever, in the yeah. past couple of years. And you had to take seven or eight of those guys out of even making it to the main event. That's how many good guys were, were in there. So. It's, yeah, uh, like
0: if all things shake down, a guy like Will Hahn or a guy like Josh Durant or Justin Brayden could find themselves in 18th place.
1: Dude, yeah, for sure. I mean, or even, Michael
0: Lessie might not make the main at all.
1: Yeah, like Jake Weimer, Josh Hill, like all those guys, yeah. like they're fast enough to get on the podium, but podium last possibly year. not make the main event. You know, that's insane. But Totally. Yeah, we'll see. It's going to be an interesting year. That's also part of the reason that I don't really have an interest in riding supercross because... <laughs> if those guys aren't making the main event, or there's a chance they might not, like, why am I going to be out there killing myself to try to get in there? Because there ain't no way I'm making them the main event. if Those guys aren't. <laughs> those guys are fast.
0: Fair enough.
1: And They do it for a living.
0: But that's very true.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy to think.
0: Now you've you've got a uh, basically Motorsport.com has put every has has put a team together for the 2015 Supercross, but uh, I'm going to have you design your own Supercross team uh, with a little bit different flair involved. I need two 125-250F riders from the last 20 years, two 250 two-stroke-450 riders from the last 20 years. You need, like, name those four guys for me, and keep in mind, you're driving with them on the road every single round, no flights involved.
1: Oh, man. I would pick Guy Cooper, Travis Pastrana on one twenty five, or okay. yes, whatever. And then I would pick. They're on um, 125s. Yeah, I, I'd say one twenty five. Two fifties, I would have to pick. Um, oh man, that's a tough one. I'm going to regret this after I say it. I'm sure because I'm not. I'm not. I'm not thinking of somebody else that I would sure. rather pick. That's fine. Uh, you can always drop somebody. No, nah, I'd say I, <laughs> I'd probably pick Roxxon because he's he's a good guy. He's He's a fun guy to hang around with and he's really you got like, a
0: serious bromance going on with the the, the boy from Germany, don't you? Yeah, I
1: don't know about that. Like he's
0: Do you guys snap each other?
1: I mean once in a while. It's just <laughs> one of those things. You know, I mean you got something to tell. That's what you do yeah. on Snapchat. All I mean, right. yeah. All right. it's, that's way faster than a phone call. I'm um I mean, Kim Rocks have to stay for a four fifty or two two fifty two stroke rider or whatever. Um but the other one, I'll, I'll have to get back to him now because I feel like it needs to be an older guy. Um, yeah. Not not necessarily too old, but um man, I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll give you my
0: guys then. I'm um, McGrath? McGrath on McGrath. Uh, McGrath on a Honda
1: 250?
0: No, I said Yamaha, Chaparral Yamaha. Dude. Ooh, 98 Yamaha. Yeah,
1: 98, that's the year.
0: There you yep. go, with the two on there. I, th- I like your team. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm going to go with uh, Doug Henry and Steve Lamson on my 125s. And 250s, I'm going uh, Jeff Emig and uh, Jason Lawrence.
1: Ooh, j that's pretty solid. For
0: no reason. Just as sandpaper.
1: Yep. <laughs> Because
0: we're we're driving everywhere, so I feel like he'd be shenanigans
1: nonstop. Yes, I do agree with that. I fully agree. That's awesome. I love your uh, your style there. Good pick. Solid. Solid. Appreciate (laughs) that, my friend.
0: Now, uh, before I let you go, um, if you were to chug a beer with one racer of all time, who would it be?
1: Oh, man. I don't drink beer, first of all. It has to be something else. I'm not a big fan of beer. Um, Okay, what do you drink? Yeah, just something else. But we'll, we'll hypothetically we'll we'll say beer. Um, okay. Let's see. And I don't know of all time. I, what what if you pick like somebody that would absolutely not drink beer, like Ryan Dungey, like somebody yes. that you would think would just never ever be in that. But position?
0: yeah, like he has to beer beer uh, beer bong with you.
1: Yeah, that would be pretty funny. I'd probably laugh. And probably, right that, I'd probably, laugh after the job, like, hey, remember that Branson in 2005 or whatever? I, uh, I uh, might or might not have took on the title. Yeah. Uh, I might have to relive the old memory, you know? It would take probably a lot more than one beer for me to do that, but that's just that's a, an idea, you know?
0: Fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. I have a similar story with uh, a professional hockey player from, from, uh, from uh, Winnipeg here. Let's hear it.
1: Hello.
0: Oh, all right then. Well, uh, um, are, are you familiar with Jonathan Taves? No,
1: I'm not. I'm, I'm not too big on hockey. I mean, we don't have Fair much of it around here.
0: Well, he's the uh, captain of the Chicago Blackhawks. He's 26 years old, uh, from Winnipeg, Manitoba. He's got two Stanley Cups, two Olympic gold medals, two World Junior Championships a uh, con Smythe trophy for most valuable player in the playoffs as well as uh one other uh, major award but the, the award he doesn't have is the 1993 winnipeg minor top gun award for most goals scored by a six-year-old
1: <laughs> and let me guess and that, was that me. is yours <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> that's awesome that is mine and it's in my house
1: i applaud you so that's yeah.
0: awesome thank you i appreciate that <laughs> Um, so, uh, before I let you go, uh, RV to Europe and then, uh, we'll tackle Stu. Okay. Let's
1: go. Let's do it. Okay.
0: Hey, so what are your thoughts? Ryan Villapoto will not be on the line. I imagine that he probably heard that you might race, race a Supercross, So he shut it down. He decided to go as far away from you as possible, even though I bet you could probably race, uh, that Glen Helen, uh, outdoor race. Uh, the, but, uh, RV to Europe, he's going to race the GPs, he's taking on uh, the rest of the world. How do you think he's going to do?
1: Well, I, I mean, I hope he wins, honestly. Like, he, you always want to see an American. He looks like he's having GK. fun on a bike. Yeah, he does. It seems like he's having an awesome time, and I think that's awesome, you know? I think that's that's super cool. It's something that he obviously hasn't seemed to have much fun in the past few years here. So I think it's yeah. cool that he's going to get to go to something different. I think Supercross was pretty tough on him in the first place, you know, like, it just never was his thing, really. It's kind of like Carmack. He crashes so, like, more in
0: Supercross, actually.
1: Yeah, he just never really had much. I mean, he had a lot of luck in Supercross. Obviously, he won, I think everything, every one he was ever um, fully finished. But still, he just has never been a Supercross guy. You know, he just wanted to win that bad. But I think, yeah, uh, I think he's going to be fine over there. I mean. I'm sure they'll have some some trouble because those guys probably all know the tracks and all know the dirt.
0: They're bad dudes.
1: We'll be used to traveling and yeah, they're fast. I mean, it's not like just because they can't come over here and win Supercross doesn't mean they're not freaking super fast. So, I think, well, they I mean, they
0: specialize in outdoors. Like that's their only deal. They they're yeah. not good at outdoors because or they're not good at, at Supercross because the same reason they're not good at figure skating. They don't do it.
1: Yeah. So yeah, like, exactly. I mean, I'm excited because it's it's going to give me a reason to watch the GPS more. You know, I think that's kind of how everybody is over here. They're gonna they're gonna follow it a lot closer, knowing that our guy's over there are doing it. And mm-hmm. I think it was smart for him because he's his fan base is going to grow right before he's done, and so people are going to remember him as as how he went out. You know what I mean? Instead of how he might have acted whenever he raced Supercross over here which he didn't really seem to care much about anything other than going and winning. So I think it's cool though. I'm, I'm excited for it. And uh, I think he's going to be fine. I'm sure he'll he'll win plenty of races and hopefully win the whole thing, but I guess we'll see.
0: Absolutely. I think uh, he's going to do uh, America proud, North America proud, and uh, I think uh, he'll be crowned champion by the end of it. Um, for the first time in quite some time, uh, the Supercross gate will drop without James Stewart on the line. Uh, call it neglect of your paperwork, call it whatever you want to call it. Uh, the, I want just, just want to get your take on the... Um, The penalty that was handed down, 16 months, obviously, uh, he's had some time served, so he'll be able to go in August, but uh, what's your thoughts on uh, the penalty slapped down to James Stewart effectively uh, leaving him out of the Supercross and Nationals for 2015?
1: Uh, I think it's a bummer. I mean, obviously, I don't see that guy out there because he's got the sickest style and he's awesome to watch on a bike, so it's just going to be a bummer deal not to see him out there and um, especially knowing that he wants to be out there, you know, he doesn't want to retire yet. and He doesn't want to be over it. Um, and it's always good having more people to watch battle, you know? So I think it, it sucks, but, um, I, I don't know. I, I don't really know a ton about it, but I know that it's, it sounds like he did some things he shouldn't have done yeah. his work wise and he should have gone ahead and um, admitted certain things when he didn't. And, I don't know. Like, like I said, I haven't really been paying a lot of attention to it. I just know what the final ruling is, but it just it it sucks. But um, yeah. it sounds like it could have been avoided, so it is what it is. And hopefully he comes back again and uh, next year and and goes and, and throws down.
0: For sure. Like if I had any advice for James Stewart, I'd say James, we take away the seven. We we, we scrap. We take the seven. We put it in a ball and we we throw it in the garbage. We put the two fifty nine. Back on the bike. We ride a, a Suzuki two-stroke. We grab a 2008 RM, just decked right out. The thing is absolutely just like tip-to-tail, fresh. We don't even bother really training very much. We just practice doing whips and scrubs like no tomorrow. And then we just we just go out there. And even if we're in 18th place, the place would go nuts.
1: You know, I like that. We I think there's one at Carmichael's house on his wall. That you could probably yeah. get down and you, it's probably pretty fresh, I would imagine. And yeah,
0: I mean, just like the wheel bearings might be a little bit uh, yeah. wonky from sitting so long, but That's yeah, totally. True. Like, I think you, you could even find one on Craigslist and uh, get some W wheels on there, get some moto stuff, front brakes, and uh, just go out there and kill it. I think, like, I don't know, like, th- that to me, like, the biggest thing about James Stewart to me is not the moto wins. Like, I'm not, like, I can't tell you how many motos he's won, but I can, like, I can tell you every time he's every time I've watched him race, he's done something on a motorcycle that I d- either didn't think was possible or that I'd never seen before. <laughs> he jumps something that that shouldn't be jumped or isn't designed to be jumped. He scrubs things harder than anybody, stays lower than anybody. Uh, he's aggressive and he's flashy. Like I remember back, I remember like how many times I've watched. Uh, the great outdoors, another perfect season when they do the, the the James Stewart segment, and it's just like pure awesomeness of him on a 125, and like when he comes back in 2003 and stuffs Brock Brock uh, Brock Sellards, oh, Brock
1: at, Sillard, yeah,
0: oh, at, at Bud's Creek after coming crashing on the first, oh, so sick, and so, like that's yeah. vintage James Stewart, and that's how I'm gonna remember him.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. His, like you said, he'd done some stuff on on a bike that just makes you rewind it like 50 times. And you're like, how did, how does that even happen? Like that makes no sense at all. He's, he's ridiculous, but like, I, I really honestly hope he doesn't retire. Like that would, that'd be a bummer for sure. But, um, yeah, he's, he's got more style and skill on a bike than, than all of us combined. Probably he's uh pretty amazing. So yeah, going to be a bummer that he's not out there. Like, especially stuff like Toronto this year. Like, uh, watching somebody like Barsha go through this rhythm section and having trouble doubling through this section, and Stewart's like triple quad over the table, and and yeah. he just makes it look so easy. And you're just like, how does that even happen? You know, just doesn't make. Oh, well, he even
0: did it on 125s. I like, I, I'm a nerd, and I go back and watch those races from back in 2001, 2002, and he would jump sections differently than the 250 guys would. He'd come out. He'd single and then instead of guys going double double, he'd go single triple out and carry more momentum through that next corner.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like just he, wild. He also needs to bring back the pink gear. I mean if he's gonna have the yes. the T shirt, he needs to be in pink gear. Two fifty nine. Yep. So I'm, I'm two fifty nine, pink gear. Yep. I love it. Yep. yep. I'm down. I would even buy the bike for him. I'd sponsor him. For sure. Yes. And absolutely. You'd have dumb and idea. dumber graphics. Yes. I didn't even have any money and I would sponsor him. I would that's give him anything he needed to make that happen. So
0: you'd be his personal chef making all kinds of like chicken Alfredo and Dude,
1: no doubt. And Nutella I would,
0: sandwiches.
1: I would even not microwave stuff. Like I would even get like, get the stove and the, the pots and pans out of that's Or at least needed. a Foreman grill. Yeah. yeah at least. Or like I a mean, toaster oven. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've, I've honestly like never been a fan of James Stewart big time. Like, Yep. I've always liked Trey and Trey's a friend of mine, so I'm a big fan of Trey and there's like there's certain guys that I've always really cheered for and pulled for the mm-hmm. win. And Stuart's never been one of those guys, but he like you said though, he's always amazing on a bike. Like he you can't take that away from him. He's awesome. He's a good rider. So it's Absolute. just it's just one of those things though. I guess hopefully it, it works itself out and I can see it going like halfway through the year and then being like, Oh yeah, well he can come back and ride out first, you know? Like, something
0: like that I, I really hope kind of that happens. does happen because I feel like this this penalty was too harsh
1: yeah. like
0: they really like kind of made an example of James was like we don't no one messes with WADA and I'm just like you did it in the wrong way because I know that James Stewart isn't sitting at home filing his own paperwork this is most likely something in his camp that they were like hey are you taking anything you're not supposed to do he's like I don't know am I and they're like I don't know here here's your paperwork and like that's, that's a goof on those guys. And not only is that hitting his wallet, but it's hitting the sport because he's our, one of our biggest draws. Yeah. And people literally come to watch James Stewart ride a motorcycle. So like yeah. it's, it's a little bit different than say the tour de France, where if you don't have uh, Lance Armstrong, people still line those roads to watch that race
1: happen. Yeah, exactly. But it'll, it'll all work itself out. I'm sure. And it awesome. all awesome. So I'll be good.
0: Right on there, Brett. Mr. Awesome. Q, I've stolen an hour out of your Monday evening. I appreciate you taking some time with me. Uh, it's been a pleasure. The bench racing is always spectacular. Uh, it was everything I thought it could be and more. I'll let you get back to whatever you were doing for the rest of your evening. I think you wanted to polish off another quart of ice cream, <laughs> which I am a big fan of. Uh, any, uh, any final thoughts and words? And, of course, good luck to you this weekend at your uh, Arena Cross as you are entered in the 50 class, correct?
1: Oh, yeah, yep, indeed, Um, plus uh, plus 40 class and 50cc class. Um, I'll be riding both of them, so should be good. um, If you search hashtag Arena Crash, not Arena Cross, not to be mm. confused, Arena Crash, you will probably see all of our pictures from this weekend, and they're going to be pretty epic, so um, you might want to tune into that, and uh, that's pretty much all i got to say. I mean, I appreciate you having me on, and it's always a good time to, uh, to talk with you, so thanks a lot. That's
0: all, man. Well, we'll let you go for the evening. You have a good night.
1: All right. You too, bud.
0: Thank you for listening to the Big MX Podcast, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles. Be sure to check out our archive for episodes you may have missed. Check out our website at BigMXRadio.com for more content.